This episode will cover uh, spinal cord compression, right? So it's important to remember that this is a neurologic uh, emergency. Uh, the approach here should be to evaluate for trauma, uh, and uh, the practitioner will want to immobilize the patient's neck if required. Uh, you want to localize the lesion, uh, get images of the spine, and then uh, call neurosurgery, right? Uh, so uh, I'll talk about uh, three things, or four things here. The patient exam expectations, uh, your differential diagnosis, your actual diagnosis, and finally treatment. So what of the first category? Uh, patients will present with back pain, bilateral weakness, parathesis, and uh, bladder or bowel incontinence or uh, retention. Uh, the exam uh, will disclose bilateral weakness. Uh, again, a sensory. Uh, you'll have uh, decreased sensory levels uh, with pinpricks, right? Uh, hyperreflexia. Uh, below the sensory level, uh, saddle anesthesia, and loss of uh, anal wink, right? Uh, these last two findings are common with a uh, conus uh, medullaris and a uh, cauda equina involvement. Uh, there may there may also be an abrupt onset of a uh, radicular pain, a uh, flaccid weakness, a uh, sphincter dysfunction, and a sensory level that could indicate cord infarction. Uh, trauma to the neck in particular should be suspected if there is trauma to the face and body. Uh, signs of skull fracture include a battle sign, right? So this is ecchymosis over the mastoid process or raccoon eyes, right? So this is periorbital ecchymosis. Uh, hemotepanum and uh, a cerebrospinal fluid, uh, rhinorrhea and uh, uh, otorrhea should also be suspected uh, or linked to uh, neck trauma, right? Uh, so what does our differential diagnosis include? Uh, here, uh, you want to uh, differentiate uh, infarction, epidermal hematomas, subdermal hematomas, uh, lumbar disc herniations and cervical disc herniations, uh, metastases, uh, epidermal abscesses, uh, and uh, drug users who are taking intravenous drugs, uh, spinal tuberculosis, right, so this is POTS disease, and immunocompromised patients, uh, vertebral osteomyelitis, um, uh, in addition to other things. Uh, for your diagnosis, how do you diagnose a case of spinal cord compression? You want to obtain a spinal MRI, a CT scan, or a CT myelo myelography uh, for patients in whom the MRI is contraindicated, right? And finally, of course, um, this is probably the most important part, how do you treat it? Uh, for acute spinal cord injury, uh, you're looking at uh, methylprednisone, uh, here I'm talking about 30 milligrams uh, per kilogram, and you want an intravenous bolus. Uh, you wait 45 minutes, and so then you give a methylprednisone uh, in a uh, 4.5 milligram per kilogram uh, dose per hour, and you have you want continuous infusion over the next uh, 24 hours, right? Uh, for spinal tumors, right, uh, you treat that with uh, dexamethasone, that's 100 milligrams, and you want an intravenous bolus. Uh, for fractures, uh, sublocations, and uh, dislocations, that requires surgical reduction. And uh, for uh, epidermal abscess, this requires uh, neurosurgical uh, drainage and broad-spectrum uh, antibiotics, right? I think a third-generation cephalosporin, uh, vagomycin, or uh, metrodicinol. And that concludes this episode on spinal cord compression.